Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for stopping in. Really glad to have you listening with us as we talk about the 2017 season and its year-end press conference that wraps it all up. John Mozalock, Michael Gersh, and, of course, manager Mike Matheny taking questions from the media in the press dining room at Bush Stadium. Lots of topics discussed, including the play on the field, who may or may not be on the team next year, and also John Mozalock, president of baseball operations for the Cardinals, starting off with an announcement about some coaches who will not be back with the Cardinals in 2018. Yesterday we met with uh, Derek Lilliquist and, and Blaze Isley, and uh, we, just, we talked with them, and we will not renew their contracts for next year. We will uh, spend the next couple weeks searching for, for those replacements and uh, evaluating any internal options as well, but we hope to have that uh, resolved rather quickly. Could be internal options to fill that spot. Could also look outside the organization. The Cardinals brass wasn't really clear about which way they might go yet. They're going to kind of look at their opportunities over the next couple of weeks, but like Mo said, they, they hope to maybe have that in place here sooner rather than later. One of the guys that gets kicked around on the Internet a lot over the first couple of hours after the announcement was made was Chris Carpenter. Was in the dugout a few times this year, a guy that has a bulldog mentality. Fans love him. The organization respects him a lot. Certainly has clout with the current players and pitching staff. And while Carp told us on Cardinals Insider just a couple of weeks ago that he loves the game, and he certainly can see himself full-time in the game someday. John Mosellock said he talked to Carp earlier this week. Carp's just not ready to commit full-time, so it's going to be a new pitching coach in St. Louis, but if things stand as they currently are, it's not going to be Chris Carpenter, at least not in 2018. Hopefully in 2018, whoever is on the pitching staff and whoever's being coached is going to be heading to the playoffs. For the second straight year, the Cardinals not in the postseason, so we're hoping to turn that around before 2018. But just because it's two years in a row now of not making it into the tournament doesn't mean that that is something that is comfortable here with anybody that works at Bush Stadium. John Mosellock just addressed the elephant in the room right toward the top of the discussion. You know, we don't want to take this year and not learn from it. There are certain things that we could do differently. There are certain things that we can grow from. And that's going to be what we, we spend a lot of the next uh, few weeks understanding and preparing for. 
you look at, at where this organization is, I, th I think many of you have written about us not being in the postseason two years in a row, and that's uncomfortable. Nobody's happy about that. Um, ownership on down expects more. And the fact that we ha did have a winning season is nice, but it's not, it wasn't our goal. Our goal was to get in the postseason, have a deep run in postseason, and give ourselves a chance. And you know, we believe there's a lot of talent on this roster. We believe there's a lot of talent in our organization. And we are confident that we can get this right. And we will uh, we'll spend a lot of our energy over the next few weeks addressing that. And hopefully once the, uh, the, the market opens, we'll be able to hit the ground running and, and improve where we are. Um, I, I spoke briefly with Mr. DeWitt over the weekend as well. And um, we have ownership support, we have resources, and we're, we're excited to, to get it going. Here's some good news, though. The, the guys that came up from Memphis this year really played well, and we know that Memphis had a Pacific Coast League title. They did a lose to the Durham Bulls in the AAA National Championship, but Stubby Clapp and his guys did an awesome job, and everybody who came up from Memphis for the most part here in St. Louis played really well in the, the innings or the at-bats that they were given this season. So that's maybe something to hang your hat on here in 2017 is that, yes, it didn't really go the way maybe that Cardinal fans or Cardinal employees had hoped, but there are some good-looking young players in this organization. Uh, most spoke about that during the press conference and the reasons for optimism. When you look at seasons that create these struggles, the depth is really what ends up defining you. And uh, I think when I look at where we are, I feel very good about where this organiza organization is based on what we have below. And you, clearly what we saw going on at Memphis will, will certainly bode well for our future. Nobody had a better look at those guys from Memphis than Mike Matheny this year. There were players on his roster like Paul DeYoung and Tommy Pham, Luke Weaver here at the end who – you know, none of those three guys started the season with the St. Louis Cardinals, but by the end, all three of them were contributing and were playing well. Tommy Pham, this is a stat of Frank Cusimano, who is the sports director at News Channel 5, KSDK here in St. Louis. His stat, not mine, at least I heard it from him, but I think it's really impressive about Tommy Pham. Three players in Major League Baseball this season that hit 300, had at least a 400 OBP, and slugged at least 500, while combining that, with 20 homers and 20 stolen bases, those three players were Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, and Tommy Pham. So you want to talk about Memphis contributions and guys coming up and making a big difference. Paul DeYoung, too, hitting bombs like crazy. Luke Weaver had some, some starts where he looked really poised. There was a lot of good things that came up I-55 here in 2017, and I think some reasons to really be excited about the young guys on this team headed into 2018. Mike Matheny liked those young guys. In fact, somebody asked him, you know, Mike takes a, a lot of heat. It's, it's a highly criticized job no matter if you're winning or losing, but especially when you don't make the playoffs, fans want to be there. And so Mike Matheny, I'm sure, uh, hears a lot about that. He's aware. But there was also some great things that happened this year, a sixth straight year that he's had a winning record, and some things that he did like about this 2017 ball club. I think first would be the young talent. Uh, you'd have to be um, 
very excited about some of the guys, as Mo mentioned right at the very beginning, uh, guys that we didn't anticipate being a part of this club ended up playing very important roles. So that obviously um, has the potential for influence in, into the future. And I think um, you know, the experience uh, of what uh, those players learned. Uh, we, we pushed right down to the last almost weekend of the season and uh, to feel what that, that pressure, to feel what that intensity was like, and then to still watch them compete. Um, I think everybody who follows this team and has listened to me is tired of hearing me talk about how this team fights, but I'm going to say it again anyhow because it just is something if you have been on teams that uh, – that, that, that don't respond like that, that don't compete, um, that you see roll over when they're down 6 nothing. Um, it, it's, it's very hard to, to get that to change. And um, that's part of the DNA of this team at the core. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with our veteran leadership. And, and uh, that's been translated now uh, firsthand to some of these young players. And uh, I think those are, are traits that uh, can be foundational to a championship club. 2018, the new television deal with Fox Sports Midwest worth a billion dollars is going to kick in. So that means that there is some extra money, I suppose, that will be coming into the St. Louis Cardinals coffers. And people wonder how will that affect the budget this year and in coming years. John Mozalock was asked that question about if the new TV money is going to directly translate to more money to spend or more money at least being spent on free agents. I have a pretty good idea of what our budget will look like for the next three to five years, and, and certainly the TV deal helps. Um, of course it would. And, you know, again, I don't focus, like, totally on, like, dollars I can spend. I look at, like, you know, how to best allocate resources. And, and so, you know, like, making this investment, for example, in a second DSL team is something that we feel is important. And um, ultimately, again, we want to have success at the major league level, but we want to find a way to have long-term success throughout. And I think historically we've done that. Mo was candid throughout the press conference that it was a fair question to ask if the Cardinals really had a thumper, a middle-of-the-order guy who struck fear into the other team, and that maybe that is something that's needed and it's something that they're going to investigate the best avenue to attain this offseason. If they're successful, I think they will get a middle-of-the-order bat. Could do it through trade. Sometimes that's the route to do it. Could do it from going out and signing a free agent. They have made big offers the last few years in winters to guys like Jason Hayward and David Price. They haven't been afraid to put up big dollar signs. So maybe we'll see that again in the free agent class. Or maybe we'll see some of this youth uh, going to other organizations but to bring in proven big league commodities for the 2018 season. Either way, they're going to hopefully be dethroning the Chicago Cubs, who have now won the division in two straight seasons. Someone stepped up and asked, do you think about the Cubs? Are you concerned with the Cubs and the fact that you don't want things to run away and them to start stringing together too many division titles? Does that factor at all into the plans and the way that you assemble the 2018 roster? We're not trying to copy someone. We're, we're unique. Um, you know, we believe this organization has been on a very, very nice run over the last uh, 17 years, and, and we want to continue that. And so I'm not using the, the phrase rebuild or um, redo the organization. Um, I, I hope you don't either. I, my, my advice is, is that we want to we fix what we have, and we want to build upon it. But... 
we're pretty excited about our, our actual infrastructure or foundation of this organization. Spoke a moment ago about the need for a big bat in the middle of the order, and sometimes we forget rather quickly that the Cardinals did used to have a homegrown guy like a Rizzo. Well, Rizzo was traded for, traded uh, Boston traded him over to Chicago, but he was fairly young. Chris Bryant is a, a big-time hitter, and he's a guy that came up through the Cubs system. The Cardinals had a guy like that. Oscar Tavares was brought into the Cardinal organization, was brought up, had gotten his feet wet here in the big leagues, and sadly, he's no longer around. But that was a guy that could have been that middle-of-the-order thumper, and John Mosellock just kind of talked about how it's not like the Cardinals haven't developed a player with a big bat, a player that could be transformational in the middle of the order. Unfortunately, we just lost him too soon. You know, I'll touch on one thing real quick, because I think, you know, impact hitters and, 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 and not to, to sort of have a pity party, but as many of you recall, when, when we lost Oscar Tavares, that was someone that was homegrown, was someone that we thought was going to be a middle-of-the-lineup hitter, but he's no longer with us. And when you experience something like that, you don't realize how hard it is to really replace. And, and that's, I think, one of those things as we sit here in 2017, thinking about 2018, it's, uh, it, it's tough to fill those types of shoes. Different kind of hitter than the typical 3-4, I guess, or at least not quite the production that we're talking about hopefully attaining here or that Oscar Tavares would have probably been. But Jose Martinez was a good player this year, a late bloomer, a guy that came along, though, and showed himself to be a pretty good ball player. He had a good bat. He's done that before in the minor leagues. He's been a good hitter, and he translated it here to the big leagues in 2017. And it seems like the Cardinals maybe have a little bit of a knack for that, finding the guys later in their careers that are going to come in and put up numbers. John Mosellock gave the story about how Jose Martinez came to be part of the Cardinal fold. I thought it was kind of fun to hear the inside baseball, quote-unquote, about how guys get picked up and contribute when they're in the situation that Jose Martinez was. You know, I, I credit Gersh and, and some guys upstairs that identified him prior to uh, two years ago being added to, to the Royals roster. He was someone that was a, a very offensive player that I think was struggling with a position at the time. Um, then ultimately the Royals needed a roster spot, put him out there. Uh, Gersh and the group were opportunistic, got him. And you know I think for him, the biggest, the biggest thing for Jose Martinez was opportunity. He got it and he made the most of it. And when you do that, it's a good story. Jose's been one of my favorite stories this year. You can tell it really means a lot to him to be playing big league baseball. Did get a, a sniff in 2016 in September, but for the first time ever in 2017, he broke camp with a big league club, and it was just fun. He's a gentleman. He really seems to love playing the game, and I thoroughly enjoyed covering him this year. And if he's back, I will thoroughly enjoy covering him again in 2018. Hopefully, it's a playoff season in 2018. It, you know, you get on the internet that Cardinal fans, some of them not particularly happy, and people within the organization really wish that uh, things had panned out differently this season. But injuries and some ill-advised, I guess, play at times did get in the way. And that brings criticism. It's part of baseball. It's part of professional sports. And a question that came up in the press conference was, 
did John Mosaylock, president of the Cardinals, the guy that ultimately charts the baseball course for this organization, did he think the criticism that not making the playoffs two straight years in a row, what that has garnered, did he think that was fair? Here's how he answered. You know, when you when you think about the challenges that we face, I mean, like I already saw like last or, or next year's um, draft order, we're 19th. I mean, you know, we, we sort of swim in the 19th bucket or the 25th or the 27th or 29th. And, it, you know, so the draft is a hard thing for us to to add depth to our, our system. But yet, you know, we have. We've had a lot of success there. Internationally, we're going to continue to – deploy resources there as best we can. Now, we have limitations on how much we can spend internationally for the next two years, but it doesn't mean we won't try to be creative. There's, there's a likelihood of us adding a second DSL team to at least give us a, a better opportunity to, to accrue talent. And, and so this organization, from Bill DeWitt down, is committed to, to getting this right. And yes, as a writer, you're very harsh on us, but we, we, we understand it and accept it and um, take the challenge. Our last episode of the season will be Tuesday, October the 10th, and we're going to take a little break. We might drop in here and there an interview or some sound from a press conference when there's signings that occur, if we have any signings that result in the press conference here this winter. So make sure you're subscribed. Just go to cardinals.com slash podcast. Next week, to round things out, it'll be Luke Voigt, the St. Louis area native, and his high school coach sitting down and talking about childhood memories and what it's been like for everyone from the suburb of Wildwood, Missouri, to watch one of their own make it as a St. Louis Cardinal. That's the story next week. We'll sit down for the three of us, Steve Miller, Luke Voigt, and myself. I'll have a conversation. Until then, my name is Brett McMillan. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.